0: Welcome back to another Certified Bucket Boys podcast uh, here with the dynamic duo, uh, myself and Tom. Um, We're a a producer down this week, so who knows how this is going to go. You know, everything's sort of on the fly. Uh, No stats coming to us uh, in the chat ASAP. Uh, Could get a little loose, but that's what we like around here at uh, the Certified Bucket Boys uh, warehouse, studio. I don't know what you like to call it, but uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, Anyway, Tom. Tell me, how's the last week treated you? Um,
1: yeah, last week. Last week's been good. Obviously on the holidays, so just rocking through my downtime, not doing a whole lot. Bit of bit of golf, bit of the old driving range, bit of bit of gym sessions. Pretty much it, to be honest. <laughs> Don't know how my don't know how my days have been flying by, but they have been. Played played golf yesterday as you're aware, but I'll let the listeners know. Head up the old nice nine hole course at Taitapu. Um nice course, beautiful course. Was was registered down to do eighteen holes, but it was an absolute steamer of a day. It was so hot and I hadn't eaten. So it was about one forty five by the time I finished the nine holes, and like I was kinda of feeling a little bit lightheaded. So I was like, oh, probably should stop. Shot I shot 36 over, so you know, not great. can't believe you've shared that for the listeners. Wow, well, because then it's like a benchmark and I can improve from here. I'm not a, I'm not a golfer, you know.
0: No.
1: The last just time I went out. golfing. Yeah, just starting out. The last time I would have went golfing would have been like a year ago. Been going to the driving range a bit, but obviously the driving range is way different. Um just all the practice I put in the driving range, everything I've been working on just went out the window, right? Really trying yeah. to take the power off my drive. And then as soon as I'm at the golf course, I'm just trying to smack the shit out of it, which doesn't work. Everything I've been focused on just went out the window. But it was, it, was, it was a great day, though. Had a good time.
0: Yeah. Kind of had a
1: sunny day out there. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a of a course. Had a beer afterwards just by myself. Uh, that was nice, just nice relaxing there, uh, sipping away on a space summit. Bunch of the old codgers from the golf club sitting there as well. But no, it was, it was, yeah, it was a good time.
0: A few people around yourself?
1: for a bit of a midday golf, was it? Well, actually, Wednesday, was it Wednesday I went? Yeah, Wednesday, it's like club day or something. So oh, from really? like, yeah, from like 12 like 130, they've got it like blacked out that nobody can like rock up and they've just got heaps of people golfing then. But if you're already on the course, you're fine. So yeah. we were just kind of like just before they went off, teed off.
0: Yeah. You can't just like rock up and start playing in between them.
1: No. Nah. Um but
0: they they say bookings are essential, but
1: I ended up playing with two people that just rocked up and so it's not yeah. the essential.
0: They're not like it's more I think if you get there, and it's like busy as, but you have a booking. You sort of have like right away, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, sort of all the oh. like gentleman's rules though, isn't it? The golf course. Yeah. Go- i goes? Where. Love to go
1: to Horada or who? Templeton's got a real nice golf course as well.
0: I think Templeton's a little bit more expensive than Tai Tepe. Hey?
1: Yeah, well, it's an eighteen hole, isn't it? Yeah, I guess you are.
0: Yeah, there's probably no nine hole V. It's just a full 18. Good thing about tie tap, you know, you can play 18 or nine for the same price. It's, it's a nine hole. Yeah. Mm. But yeah,
1: what, what about yourself?
0: Uh, you know, sort of wrapping things up at work, uh, getting a bit bit quieter in, in the warehouse, um, which, which is probably a good thing as it gets uh, way hotter. I mean, being a couple absolute, as you say, perilous um, and in the warehouse, it, yeah bloody hot bloody quick hey? um real sweetie just good times all around so it's been good that it's been a bit quieter not rushing around um you know we had had a big weekend had um a wee family uh christmas brunch on saturday i was uh whipping up in the kitchen for that uh, that was for laura's uh whanau. and yeah i was in the kitchen you know making the standard a uh, bit of hash browns, a bit of bacon, uh, a few breakfast sauces. Fuck, they're unreal. They go so hard. Um, <laughs> but, uh, whole, whole carton of scrambled eggs. Yeah. I did myself there, you know, not an egg eater, but God, I can cook them. Uh, just one way though. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good morning. Good feed, few presents, uh, secret center that went well, got some, uh, t-shirts from Sterling sports. They're pretty sick. Um, then, you know, sort of kicked back. It was my birthday as well, but that sort of went under the radar. Um, happily, may I say, getting too old. Uh, then, yeah, kicked back, watched a bit of basketball. I feel like the Lakers played. Yeah, we versus the Spurs and we lost. That was pretty, pretty shit, but is what it is. Got Wemby and Vassell on the fantasy team, so that sort of worked out in my favor. And, yeah, later that night we had our Friendsmas. Pretty good. Uh, so sort of nine of us here. Everybody brought a brought a plate. Had a real good spread. Um, surprised you didn't bring up your cob loaf in your oh, house. I
1: actually forgot food. about my cob loaf, but yeah, that, that my cob loaf did bring the house down. It was
0: a banger of a cob <laughs> loaf. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely unreal. Um, you know, if you're not familiar well, with a cob loaf, it's a loaf of bread. Uh, then you like sort of scoop the middle out, and then you fill it with well cheese and ham and spring onion and. What else was in there? Yeah, cream, cream
1: cheese, cream cheese, cheese, sour cream, bit of bacon, cheese, spring onion. That's about it. And then what? You run a a couple,
0: couple baguettes, dice them up. Yeah, I'll see. Yeah, couple
1: baguettes, just to make sure there's enough dipping, dipping
0: things, you know. Yeah, and then the real exciting part is when you run out of baguette, you start ripping at the cobbler, and it's like, yeah, just been soaking in the cheese mix. It's unreal. Yeah. Uh, there was one person here um weren't know names they probably had about three quarters of it um one for the kai boy crushes that's all i'll say um yeah that really got the night off to a good start to be honest Wait, who, who, who did
1: have one fourth of it was it states Adam, Adam yeah State? yeah oh, yeah that's no, all they,
0: right he, he, yeah. Good go off. <laughs> yeah good to get some food um yeah that really started us off hot to be honest and then then what else we do oh, Laura had to go go feed Bo so we played this uh drinking game I guess we're calling it calling it corner cup but I saw it on a, a YouTube video from a bar stall. they did like a bear Olympics so you gotta got a um got your vessel you need a full vessel 2v2 game uh you put your everybody puts a vessel in the corner Got one ping pong ball and you rotate around the four people throw it at a your opponent's vessel if it hits the vessel they have to go fetch it and in that time you're trying to drink as much of your drink as possible so nice competitive game uh you're trying to drink yourself rather than get your opponents to drink which is always you know that's that's a responsible thing to do on an evening like it was you know nice and hot so you get to stay refreshed uh, nice and hydrated and then, yeah we had a bit of bit of kai then got into a uh, bit of secret santa that went down fantastically i would say there was a few uh shit gifts and a few good ones uh, i was sort of in a price range where you, you had to go either way uh but everybody you know lighthearted about it nobody took it serious so i think everybody got something they they wanted in the end uh and then yeah just continued to get absolutely rinsed and then sunday was a write-off so that sums up my week to be honest
1: <laughs> i mean yeah enough, fair enough yeah a lot of boat races on Saturday, too. You forgot to
0: mention that. Yeah, there was a lot
1: of boat races.
0: I think I was on the losing team yeah, maybe I, every I time. Didn't, I didn't lose one game of boat race. I don't, of want boat to races. Say, I don't want to say, um, you know, it wasn't my fault, but I don't think it was my fault at all. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to, not- you know, we'll, we'll leave, it in, leave it for the changing rooms, to be honest. Yeah, leave it for the sheds. Yeah. Good call. People know. People know. It's all good. This yeah, is what it is. Really this is what it is. Yeah. Should move on to uh the uh, world favorite certified world's favorite. Certified
1: certified, not certified. Certified, not certified. Yeah, I reckon it's certified move on to that way, yeah.
0: Um would you say it's the world's number one podcast segment? I have heard some shouts that it is. I have I have heard some shouts that it is as well. I reckon we need to get somebody to sponsor this, eh? Hey? Yeah, that'd Break be out. You just need a sponsor for every segment, I reckon. Just rattle, yeah, off, uh, rattle off sponsors. It'd be like the New Heights podcast with the Kelsey brothers. So they've got five sponsors for every segment they do, and all they do is ad reads the whole time for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, wow. Well, yeah. I listen to it's about 10 time. minutes, 10 minutes of analysis and stories from the locker room and that was it awesome yeah let's not turn to that no unless the money's good enough then we will but <laughs> anyway uh, i'll go i'll go with number one since i chucked it on there and then you can uh, uh slide us through the next four since your, right, old, uh... your, old, mate, your old mate chat gpt is coming clutch again so number one Pretty topical for the summer here, I reckon. But um, is just straight up unwrapping an ice block and biting it.
1: Thoughts there? Um, uh, not not certified at all. It's you know how people have like scratching a chalkboard. Yeah. Like they hate when people do that. Me watching somebody bite an ice block gives me like the shivers. I hate it. Yeah. Just my my teeth start fucking aching just <laughs> watching somebody do it. And yeah. it just, it's a, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not how you eat an ice block
0: no not at all i'm i'm a non-certified on it as well you you really got to savor an ice block it's not a bite and chew situation it's not it's not a bit of bread you know like grow no. up yeah grow up i just you know because in the household here we are divided laura's an ice block uh, biter uh we have oh. you know you know me i've always been a big fan of cyclones I'm um, pretty top tier ice block. Um, you know, a f- few of those floating around at the moment. She just, yeah, unwrap it straight into a bite. I'm like, mate, you at least have to deep throat that thing first. What are you doing? <laughs> that's how you, you know. There's one way to eat a cyclone. Do it right. That's what I'll say. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. Bite, biting ice block is. It's that's just criminal. It's 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 it criminal. criminal cr- psychotic behavior. Some would say. Yeah, it really is. I think I saw an episode of Criminal Minds once, and one of the things they said about the serial killer was they bite ice blocks. I don't know. Might not have been Criminal Minds, but (laughs) anyhow. I'm not surprised by that. David Bain bites ice blocks. He does, bro. I read that.
1: You heard it here first. (laughs) Um, Next one. Investing in cryptocurrency. Certified or not certified?
0: You know, this is interesting, because I feel like it's making a comeback. And um I really wish I was about that life, even though I think those people lost a lot of money, but these days I'm not certified on it. Yeah. Uh I'm yeah, I'm
1: also not not certified on it. I was just trying to like check my crypto just then because I remember I had some. <laughs> so I, I do have some some crypto in the old Dogecoin. Yeah, you know, Dogecoin to the moon, but just because I'm I've dabbled in something doesn't mean I think it's certified. Yeah, now, some may say that it makes me a hypocrite, but I don't. I don't agree. But hey, anyway, the reason I don't, I don't think it's certified is no one knows what the fuck they're doing. People think <laughs> they know what they're doing, but no one knows what the fuck they're doing.
0: It's the most volatile
1: and market in the world. One of the things I'm so glad I was really against was the. In NTs, N- N- no, the, you know, the oh, pictures,
0: right? I know exactly what you mean, but I can't think what they're called either.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it was like NTs or in something like that, anyway. But I'm sure people know what I'm talking about, it's almost like crypto. But you buy it, and you own an image like a picture, and people, yeah, people were, people were going nuts for that. Those, those things. So I was like, it's a picture, like you can like screenshot the picture and you own it.
0: I just yeah. Yeah, People are just going to say we're naive for that, probably. But you know what? Doesn't make cold hard cash. You know you can't buy a cyclone from the dairy with your Dogecoin. That's the issue. No, and the problem with those crypto
1: sites is they make it cryptic to withdraw your
0: money. Like, oh, bro, do you have any idea? No, any idea? I just couldn't do it. You got to put it into like a wallet, and then yeah. transfer it from a wallet to your bank offshore so, account. Yeah. Wire it through Bermuda. It's just yeah, it's not easy. So it's gonna. It a, I also like you. I also dabbled a little bit, not much, um, and I think it's crashed massively. I haven't been on to check in probably eighteen months. I don't want to check. Even if it has gone up, I wouldn't know how to get it out. So it's just going to sit there forever. Maybe one day it'll be worth heat. Then we'll get it out. Yeah. I mean, good
1: shout. I, I don't know. If, have you heard of anybody that's made money from it?
0: Uh, I'm sure a lot of people like made money from Bitcoin, but I. I feel like the people I've heard of that were like heavily into it stayed and then lost it all and maybe lost more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they were so into it. They just didn't see that it was going to crash. Yeah. It went downhill after crypto.com bought the naming rights to Staples Center. I refuse to. Refuse to call that crypto.com arena
1: will forever be a staple center. Uh, Next one. Binge watching TV shows. So let's just say like binge watching, you're watching four episodes plus a session. Certified or not certified?
0: Yeah, big certified there. Uh, Don't necessarily do it as much these days, you know. I feel like it's so different now, like back in the day, not even back in the day, like before streaming services, when TV shows were literally like, it was your 21 minute comedy show sitcom. And then it was like your 42 minute, like serious TV show, like your dramas. And then it was so easy to, you could just rattle off like four and two and a half hours if it was your long stuff, or, you know, you could even do a season of a sitcom in like two days with these, but now it's a bit different like streaming services. Some shows like episodes will be like an hour 10, others will be like 40 minutes or so up and down. Like and if you're not really into like a full binge and you get like an hour 10 episode or something, you're not really keen to keep going.
1: No. I guess the issue
0: with like you know like I'm certified on binge watching TV, but I'm I just don't think there's that much binge worthy TV around at the moment. That'd be my that'd but, be yeah. my take on the matter. I'm not a big fan of how a lot of
1: shows are real real long now. Like an hour. I think you just yeah. I reckon you just gotta keep it to forty minutes.
0: And just do more episodes. It seems like they want to like make it longer, but do these episodes. Like that's gonna keep people more engaged. Yeah. I don't know. Uh I
1: used to well to be fair, not used to. I've binged like a couple of shows in my life. I binged I binged Luke Cage. That was like the first even Netflix show I watched. Then I binged. I binged Ash. I binged a lot of comedy shows, to be fair. Like sick like Community, New Girl, Big Bang Theory. This is like fucking like 2014 though. But yeah. I've also been what binged The Walking Dead.
0: Nice.
1: I think that's pretty much about it. But nowadays I'm real against it because I just I can't. I don't know. Like I I don't really watch much TV shows now. I just can't, like, watch a show for too long. I just, like, I lose a bit of interest, eh?
0: I'm more Do a bit... you think it's, like, what I said, though? Like, um, maybe TV not shows just now. aren't as, yeah, they're not as good, like, not as binge-worthy? Maybe. And but all the good shows like... are, like, once a week. Even
1: when I'm watching, like, a good show, I feel like I'm not, I still don't really want to sit down and watch it. Maybe because they are the episodes are so long. That could be why. Like, for example, like Peaky Blinders, like I was real locked into that. Yeah. But I'd watch one episode, I'm like, that's sick. But then I'm like, oh man, another whole hour. Yeah. Peaky Blinders was fucking slow, though.
0: Do you know uh, off the top of your head, like, what your biggest binge is? How long? Uh, or, like, how quick?
1: Nah. Or, oh, I reckon it could could be between community or new girl. Oh, no, nah, fuck. It would have been the LA complex. Oh, uh, yeah. That? Yeah, the LA complex. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I rattled off the two seasons in a night, eh? Nah, can't I can't. It would
0: have been like two days because they were like 40 I, minutes. I did um the first four seasons of community in three days. <laughs> fuck. That was like, that would have been like 20. I'm sure like 2013, 14. Like, real early yeah, uni like, days
1: yeah first couple of years of uni i was flying through shit hey
0: and then when i found Game of, when i found game of thrones it was through three seasons so i did three seasons of game of thrones in a week which like if you watch game of thrones you sort of realize how intense that is <laughs> shit yeah no. not seem that much i think that guy, The MVP story for that is one time Demi messaged me. It was after Daredevil. How many seasons of Daredevil was there, like three? I don't know. I think it was three. It was after, so season three came out. Like it was in New Zealand. It was like a Netflix, like 8 p.m. release. I think he messaged me maybe like 10 p.m. the next morning, uh, 10 a.m. the next morning. It was like, oh, bro, what's up? Have you checked out any of the new Daredevil yet? I was like, oh, yeah, like watch the first episode because me and him are like massive fans of it like oh how much like have you started it and he was like yeah bro I finished it <laughs> jesus <laughs> it's been up it's been up for about 14 hours and didn't finish today it's like yeah, you're you're about that life eh? <laughs> Well, he's definitely certified on that then yeah 100 certified on that E hacker would be as well if he was here yeah he definitely would be I think I'll, I'll never forget
1: out, that time yeah, we were living like colombo street.
0: street yeah
1: cool we were live in colombo street and ehaku was, like, at our house. might have been sleeping there. And we were just, like, hanging out in the lounge. And then he kind of, like, got up and, like, moved. And we had, like, a beanbag behind us. And he, like, grabbed our laptop, chucked his headphones on, sat, like, watching a show. We are like, <laughs> mid-hangout. And he just, like, ditches to go watch a show. I'm like, what the
0: fuck? Yeah, it was, like, what, Saturday afternoon just watching some ball or something, eh?
1: Yeah. So, oh, anyway. Uh, next one. <laughs> celebrating excessively after scoring a goal or making a big play. Goal or try after making a big play. Certified or not certified?
0: Uh kind of torn. I'm going to say certified because I like uh I like the showmanship. You don't really you get it in like uh sports where you score a try or like um I was gonna say NFL but you don't really get it massively these days because they give out fucking penalties for everything yeah i wish you could do it in nba but you get a tech for just looking at somebody it's ridiculous yeah and i feel like in sports like basketball would be way better if they didn't like tee you up for that just add to like the intensity of the game whereas like in rugby you've already scored the try, like the celebrations like jew you know there's no there's no like right back at it action, so the celebration like I feel like you can just go nuts as you want. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm certif- certified on it. Certified on it.
1: I am too, and pretty much what you're saying, just the showmanship and just improves the entertainment factor. Like I love when people celebrate. I love um, I love old DK Metcalf doing the sign language stuff at the moment. That's that's sick, and the old NFL he. For those that aren't familiar, he scores a touchdown and they get called, like you are saying, they get called for any type of celebration. Yeah. So he's figured out a way that he can, like, talk shit. And he'll basically score a touchdown and just, like, talk in sign language. So, like, there was that one, was it last week, where he was just, like, said something about, like, I'm him. And there was one where it was, like, I think he On said something bag. like that. Yeah, and he, was, I'm sure there was one where he swore as well. He's like, they can't fucking guard me or something. It was Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. Best. yeah. big fan of that. But I'm like, you. I wish they could talk more shit in the NBA.
0: Real, dunk on them. I love the old NFL montages of like disrespectful celebrations after like people score touchdowns. Yeah. It's some crazy celebrations, eh? I love that. I remember that one like
1: ages ago. It was when I think it was like the first time Bowden Barrett versus the Hurricanes after he left for the Blues and the Hurricanes scored like a try. And then someone like pulled him <laughs> into their celebration. <laughs>
0: I know exactly what you mean. It yeah. was like 10 of them and he was in the middle.
1: They just he was kind of like right by and someone just grabs him, and like throws him in the middle <laughs> of the celebration. He's just in the middle of the, the huddle. Fuck, it was funny. Yeah, that was gold. He took it on the chin there, so get on him.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Duncan. Uh last one.
0: Dad jokes. Certified or not certified? Now I'm I'm a massive certified hero. Have have been but most of my life, you know. Uh even, you know, pre dad, pre dad era. Uh, I feel like I might I might tell even less dad jokes now. I'm a dad, but I don't really have the audience for it. Um <laughs> Bo can't really tell what I'm saying. So my time will come there. But you're big certified on it. Yeah.
1: No, I am too. It's part of the old dry humor, I'd say. I I have like a lot of uh, students who like that they that, that, like hate it but but they love it like yeah. when, when I've had to do like for my placements and do like feedback like a lot of students would be like oh he's real dry like real dry <laughs> thinks he's funny but then the last comment will be like something like oh he actually is funny though like something like yeah it's like real negative but then down the bottom they're like oh yeah now it's good <laughs> um, I think yeah I feel like
0: that's great feedback on dad jokes though thinks he's funny
1: yeah yeah quality feedback the worse it is the better it is I'm pretty yeah I'm pretty dry yeah nah big big certified on it too
0: I feel like the faithful will be
1: uh, be in on that as well I have a feeling not trying to like drive a a wedge between the genders here the sexes if you will but I feel like the Wahines will be against it
0: now is that because they cop it a lot from Could the be. likes of me and you? Could
1: be because they cop a lot. Could
0: be. You know who I think is going to be a big certified on it. Not sure if they even get on the polls, but um, Australian Josh. That's what it goes Australian by Josh. AJ, that's my guy. AJ,
1: Australian you know? Josh. Yeah, get on, get on the Instagram, Josh. Get get amongst the quality content. He's a dad. I reckon to be well on Torte. Funny guy. Yeah, he strikes me someone that likes a good dad joke. Yeah. Reach out, AJ. Reach out. Reach out. <laughs> um, well, that does us for this week's rendition of Certified Not Certified.
0: Sponsor right there. The greatest podcast segment in the world. It's actually a good way to lead into the second best podcast segment in the world. Um, I do have a few notes here on it, uh, it's, it just says, uh, hold, uh, hold for pause as producer adds in intro music, uh, so I could do that just over our voice, uh, if you hear this bit, I can see myself, so reach out on that as well, uh, but this is the... Really random question, uh, brought to you by our friends over at anti drip. Check them out on Instagram. You know, we did the giveaway with them a few weeks ago. Now had heaps of people get involved in that. And that was awesome. Um, we just want to keep growing the partnership between both of us, uh, you know, a few local lads just trying to take on the world. So get behind them. It's anti drip, uh, anti drip NZ on Instagram as well. So check them out Buy off their website especially if you love the gym um, this week's really random question is if you could create a new public holiday for the people of New Zealand when and what would it be to celebrate I've got an absolute cracker in my opinion
1: um, I'll I'll go first I'll let you go last for your cracker then eh? all right we'll sit on that you go then you go so, I really, I've really mailed it in here. I've left it to the last minute, but I think I have come up with a half decent one here. Originally, I was like, maybe we have the Monday off after Crate Day. <laughs> just because it's you know, national. We, we should also answer Carl's question from like a couple of weeks ago after this. Or I'll come yeah. back to it. I, I remember it. But now I've changed it to the public holiday should be just called Aotearoa's finest. All right. every year we celebrate a national hero from New Zealand, Aotearoa. Now, they can be yep. history past, not quite sure who decides it. Maybe the government like throw out a, a, a poll at the end of the year or something, and oh. we vote on it. Like kind of the Hall of Fame. They want to duck like four or five people, and you vote on that, and then they can go, whoever doesn't get voted can go on to the next cycle. And then if they don't get voted, they're out. And you just keep going through that over the years. But the main reason we've got this is because we have a real dry period of public holidays from like June to like October, yeah. or like September. We don't have one public holiday, or maybe yes, now we've got we Matsudiki.
0: It's what they chucked Matsudiki in there for, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it, actually, it is actually a day, but um, it's in that dry period. But still, like it's real dry for like three month yeah. period. Might have there's room. For, there's room for more.
1: Always. Yes, yeah, so I reckon we slotted in like August. My second weekend of August, the Monday. Yeah. Second weekend. Oh,
0: do you prefer Friday or Monday off? It entirely depends on when, on what Saturday I'm working. eh? (laughs) That's true. I do. If it's a neutral weekend, I have Saturday Sunday off. I prefer the Friday, as I think most of New Zealand would.
1: I feel like I prefer the Monday off because Friday is such a good day, or anyway. Oh, it's a good shout, actually. I fucking, yeah.
0: Sunday sucks, so it adds a bit of coolness to Sunday. What about a um, bit of a zag here on your day? What if the public holiday is on the hero's birthday? Changes that's up That's a really good
1: call. That's a really good call. It's a lot of admin, but it's a good call.
0: It is but a lot of admin. He uh, changing the
1: day every year, but... But everyone wants a, a long weekend though. They don't want like a Tuesday. Yeah. Like how yes. this year we've got Waitangi Day and ANZAC Day on fucking Tuesdays or Thursdays.
0: And mm. you get a long weekend for them. Yeah, that's the worst public holiday, eh? just a random day off in the middle of the week. Yeah, so... it's going to be um for like the next I don't know. How bad is my math? 2 or 3 years after this one? Christmas and Boxing Day and then New Year's Day and the day after are going to be in the middle of the week so you're gonna have to like well you won't have to work but yeah non-teachers and non office people will have to work like the Monday and then like the Thursday Friday or then the Monday Tuesday and then the Friday actually not
1: blue-collar workers because a lot of
0: laborers get like two weeks off yeah it's just yeah people that work for 365 corporations Yeah, big
1: 365. Yeah, yeah. So that's my poll, hold, eh? I'll Al finest. Pick a, pick a random. Have a poll, and then we all vote on it. Um We probably, I reckon, the first one you just start with like a, like a suit, Evan Hillary, just, or Johnny Danger. Yes, yeah, so I mean, there you go something like
0: that, Johnny Danger, good bloke. But just Do you something like when that. New Zealand got to vote on like the name. Of something it was like a bird or a boat or some shit down south. No. Oh, I wish I could explain this story more. Some people might know from what I said, but I can't really elaborate on that more. But it was like a nationwide vote. And like I think kids had to like nominate these names. And I don't know, somebody selected like five of them in New Zealand got to vote. <laughs> like an yeah, election, but for fun, you know. This, I do not remember this uh... It could do That's that every for... year like like you say like an interview vote or maybe chuck it on the census vote for your next four yeah vote for your next four tell our finest days yeah i love that we can 100 get around that yeah, yeah like mine is it's got a name it's it's called it's our day uh if you're mm-hmm. a warriors fan you may recognize that saying uh it's it's coming to us in early March, which is a bit of a hot period for public holidays, but it, um, it's in line with the start of the NRL season. So what happens is the first Friday of the NRL season. I know this is awful for TV rights, but I don't give a shit. Um, everybody who's signed up for a Warriors membership gets the first Friday of the NRL season off the Warriors play a 2 PM kickoff at auckland domain i don't even know if that's auckland a place, just, somewhere you can, just somewhere you can pack in as many just true blue fans as possible without making them pay it's like free to watch you have to be a member though so there is some sort of gate so it's not free you got to pay your membership but you get in uh and then also for the people outside of auckland uh all uh, the government has said all workplaces have to let anybody with a Warriors membership off so they can stay home all day and watch the game. Um, yeah, that's basically it. So, buy a Warriors membership, get the first Friday of the season off, get down to Auckland to Maine to watch the Wilds play. I don't know who it is, probably going to be the worst team in the league since the NRL is making no money off it whatsoever. But, yeah, it's our day.
1: The Tigers. Um, I think, I mean, I know it's a fictional thing, but I don't want to get all political, but I guarantee our mighty national will definitely veto this poll, public holiday. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the the Warriors aren't really a a massive business for them, so they're like, oh, nah. And then it's just going to be – you know, your, hard, your hard-working, loyal supporters that are going to get down, and National don't like those people either, so...
0: No. It's a tough not one at all. It's not, a, it's not a revenue-generating event, so the NRL's not going to like it, and National's no. not going to like it, so... No. Maybe it happens every, uh, every time Labor's in, just through their cycle, we get that public holiday. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You I could know. just
1: get some massive sponsors by, like, you know, I know that, like, one of the Massive businesses in New Zealand. we got Auckland Airport and Spark, so surely they just fucking funnel some money
0: into it. Yeah, and the imagine people. all like, the local businesses down at the Domain, you know, all the food carts. God, we, Yeah, a few saucies. i going to be hissing. Imagine a, it. A
1: couple of Bunnings, Bunnings Saucies down there.
0: I mean, watching the game could be a bit tough. I can't imagine you're going to get too many people around the sidelines with, at a flat deck. You probably need to play it at Mount Smart. <laughs> I mean the logistics we're not working on right now. There's, there's plenty nah, of
1: time. No, exactly.
0: Plenty of time. Once there's a team involved and a logistics manager and all that, it'll it'll yeah. work its way in. So yeah, that's just the nah. the, uh, the groundwork. So, I like that.
1: Shout out to the wires, eh? Yeah. Good on them. Shout out. Uh, yeah. So quickly before we finish, we've had a, we had a question from a listener, old Carl. I think it was meant to be for a certified or not certified, but it doesn't really fit it. It probably fits this more. And it was Harold is too old to be participating in Crate Day. I'll let you answer
0: first. I don't think there is an age too old. Uh, for me, crate has more of a vibe. So you definitely need you know, you sort of need a flat house in a house will do as long as the person's got sort of you know an established backyard you just need somewhere to chuck the chili bins down chuck the crates down um somewhere you can you know you can get double figure deck chairs into um it's about having a good group of people regardless of age um I, I think you know it can't be forced you can't just be like oh let's get three four people together and just make it work here um I just from memory, some of my some of my better ones were with you know groups of people where I knew maybe four or five people didn't know the rest. Um, yeah, but there was you know, big backyard. Everybody's just good vibes. You know, it's not a small group in a more confined area. That's yeah. So I'm gonna say no age, no age limit, as long as you can handle your piss. I reckon that's yeah, that's a perfect answer. That's exactly
1: what I would have said. So don't really need to go into it. Yeah, I think it's. I think there's probably a point to where, you know, you don't go overboard like how you do like your first, second years, you know, like people aren't running out in the streets and causing a ruckus, you know, yeah. you probably, that's probably, but the the mere the mere spirit of it, the, the mere at its core getting together and all buying a crate, you know, and just having good yarns and good times, I think that that's any age.
0: I think at a certain age, the value of finishing a crate uh, yeah that that would rises. diminish um oh wait what well i think it well, i think it rises and then diminishes right so I think yeah it peaks, gonna say you know, it peaks at an not, older age where you sort of you're at the point where mm-hmm. you know you enjoy a beer but you're not getting a bit silly off you know six or seven yeah you're, you're sinking into your seat at six or seven ready to power through the rest you know yeah five it's, yeah, that's that's oh, sort I of where exactly I think, right. yeah, it sort of peaks there. Yeah. And then as you get a bit older after that, it's like, well, the old body can't handle a full crate. But you know, it's the principle of a try. And, and you're not gonna to sell yourself right, short yeah. either, you know. You're you are you are doing what you can. That's exactly it's a try hard spirit, you know. No, I I um completely agree.
1: So yeah, that was a double really random question brought to you by Anti-Drip. Check them out. Anti-Drip NZ on Instagram. Uh, go check them out. Just go go say what's up. Say say the old CBB boys sent you. I'll get a wee
0: tickle out of that. <laughs> Love that. You going to take us into our yeah. new segment?
1: Looking through my tabs here real quick. Here, here we go. We love um, a new so, well, do we do we have a name for it or? I'm just going to call five? it top five. Another opportunity for a sponsorship, you know, top five brought to you by <laughs> top five. So it might not be a draft every time, but today's one is a top five draft. So we have made reference to this well in the well in the past. But with it being Christmas and a lot of work, they're doing breakups, lunch, afternoon teas, etc. We thought we would do a top five draft of, yeah, your shared lunches, shared afternoon tea, food items. So we'll do snake snake draft. <laughs> do we? Should we lay down the rules? Are we going to be like specific? Like, can you have? Can I reckon like we go back and,
0: fire, and back and forth. Top just, nah, so Savory's are one. Yeah, I agree. What about when it comes to a slice? Slice is specific. Okay, got you. Um, but we should, I, we should just go back and forth. I reckon not snake it. Sweet ass. yeah. Because I forth. think I think it's a pretty uh, top-heavy draft, so I don't think any you know nobody's going to yeah. be missing out on some hitters, you know. Good call. Back and forth. I'll let you go first. Oh, mate. I've got to take with the 101. Just said it. Savories. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's and not go past the savory. Yeah. Doesn't matter. That, that is,
1: I reckon that's yeah. like, if you were in like an NBA draft right here, they're like, oh, this is the biggest generational talent since LeBron James. You know, that's, yeah, the, the, v- that's the type of. It's the Victor, Victor Wimbanyama. That's but I reckon just more. Like it's more of a sure thing. He's you know, he's got no downside, like oh he's really long, could get injured. Perfect body. Like that's just the savouries.
0: What's your Some what's pot- your go to savory? Oh I actually love a potato top savory. I can hate potato top pies, eh? I know it's a pretty hot take to be fair. A lot of people hate potato top.
1: I love pies and I love potatoes. I don't know what it is about <laughs> potato
0: top pie though. I think my I think it's just, it's well, not obsession, but love for potato top pies comes from Sockburn Dairy. Uh, if you know, you know. They had absolutely banging potato top pies back in the day. So that's sort of where it comes from.
1: I don't know. Um, My my, one oh, my 101, but the 102 or I don't even know how that works, but my first pick is going to be, and this is probably a bit controversial, but this is what our War rooms and that's what our team needs. And that's just the sammies. I fucking yep. I froth for some sammies. Those triangle sammies just go hard. Doesn't doesn't matter what it is. Like some people like try pick a flavor. I just grab mm. like
0: three or four, and I fucking whatever it is, I slap it back. They're versatile. A lot like the savory, you can have yeah egg chicken. Yeah, you know there's the old asparagus. Um, yeah, I'm not a out though. So. Yeah, not always the the biggest hit, but. Yeah, had a corned
1: beef one at our Christmas do.
0: Oh, that sounds fire. Ham and cheese, can't yeah, okay. go wrong there. Yeah. Cheese and tomato, like a, I should say, because usually... It was like a,
1: like a corned beef, because they are like double-decker. So one yeah. of them was like corned beef and like butter or something, and the other one was like grated cheese and onion.
0: Bucket slab. Oh, yeah, that sounds fucking almighty That's unreal. I'm going to rotate over to a sweet item with my second pick. I'm going to go with the Belgian Slice. Yeah, no, you've taken that right off my board. Yeah. yeah. Can't go wrong with the Belgian Slice either. You? No, you, you can't at all. I know there's Belgian Biscuits out there, but a slice, a Belgian no, Slice, I, I just, yeah, Belgium it's harder. much
1: better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go for its counterpart, and I reckon this is more of a staple at shared lunches. I prefer Belgium, but I find these are normally everywhere you go, and that's
0: a Raspberry Slice. Yep yeah yeah and there's there's a clear difference there i know some people will will be listening and saying hey you guys the fuck is that they're the same thing but i mean if you know you know yeah there's a huge difference eh? there is a massive difference and that's why they're both taken here in the top four picks as well exactly they're just both that different and they're they're just both that good because i was also thinking raspberry there but yeah we're belgian that we crystallized uh Mm. sugars on top oh me Bad. back yeah. Now, third round. <sighs> There's a few options here, to be honest. Um, one's just sort of. I'm gonna go with it. Um, and that's like a feta fitter and cheese. Oh, sorry, fitter and spinach filo. Yeah. Just a, wee, just a wee bite size, bite size one. We just had some at work this week. Um, one of the office girls had a birthday. Uh, brought brought a tray of those in, and they oh they were gone by a smoker. Uh, yeah, just unreal. Yeah,
1: that's nah, good call. What's the word
0: canape? Canape? It is. You know when you're done. at like a, you know, like at an art gallery opening, and they come around with food on a tray. I know we've both never been in that scenario, but
1: is that what a can can canape canop- is?
0: Yeah, those little finger foods on the tray. Oh yeah, oh, okay.
1: Well, good to know. Think- you learn something new every day.
0: I think that's the word.
1: Um, my third pick is just going to be a real simple one just just mini pizza, mini wee, mini wee pizzas you get.
0: Yeah. Even like, you know, like or it more of a a rural I guess shout maybe a rural school maybe a community sort of thing like a Koopmans rectangle pizza cut into small pieces.
1: Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking of.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good call. Yeah, it offers a bit of variety as well. Yeah. Number four for me. Oh, it's just a lot of options here. Um, I don't know if it's too high for it or not. But I'm gonna go the Lamington with cream.
1: Oh no, nah, hands down, that's a good option for that. Forgot about the lamington cream, and eh? That's a great option.
0: Yeah, I was just wondering if four four is the right spot there, but yeah, nah, your reaction has just certified that for me. So
1: yeah, no, the lamington yeah. cream, that's that's a
0: that's a good one. Yeah, you got a preferred colour?
1: Yeah, uh chocolate. Yeah, good call. Yeah, raspberry one's just a little little bit too too sweet for me, whereas I feel like the chocolate just really enhances the coconut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's
0: a good call. I was yeah thinking the same thing. Chocolate for sure.
1: Uh, number four for me, and it's pretty niche. You're not going to see it a lot of a lot of functions, but if it is, I'm definitely going for my savouries, my Sammy's, my Belgium slice, and then I reckon I'm hitting this fourth. Probably should have taken a hit of pizza, but because it's niche, I didn't. And that's just like your mini <laughs> like Just like a bowl of mini Savlois, bit of ketchup there. Like, fuck me. I'll grab grab a handful of those. I'll slap those back.
0: Uh, mate, I think the word you're looking for is Cheerio cheerio fuck that's the one cheerio bro
1: fuck yes party sausage fuck yeah man my eyes yeah. light up if i see one
0: of those at a function eh? i always get cheerios when they're on special at the supermarket i eh? just go well for a lunch a real lazy sunday lunch you know just yeah try to bagger them on. yeah that's i yeah. love cheerios with your way toothpick yeah Stab some, it in. Reason, some reason the toothpick makes things a bit more elegant but yeah all right um my fifth and final pick here. Surprised it's still on the board, but I think it's maybe because it's like it's, it's a household name already, uh, and that's the chocolate brownie.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. See, I, I definitely had a chocolate brownie pretty hard. Eh? I feel like when it comes to a shared lunch, I really, I really just basically hit savory's and samis, then I'm just digging into my
0: sweet stuff. Yeah, I think here with it falling to five as well is another thing. Usually not something you grab two of if you're putting a plate nah. together. Yeah. It's sort of like a one piece, you know. I know a lot of people might feel differently about that. Like the Belgian slice, I'm definitely getting two, three slices.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm digging it. Somebody else might
0: either. might only get one for that same reason that I have for the brownie. But yeah, this is personal rankings, personal draft, and that's just get my thoughts there. At work, I'm
1: often grabbing, like, a, if there's a brownie, I'm grabbing it for the road. As I'm heading out the door, you know, I'll grab a brownie walk back to my office or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Good on the move.
1: Uh, yeah, my number five, really don't know what to go with here. I don't know whether I'm taking it on the... I'm just going to take it. Take a value pick here. So one pick that I would do love at a good share lunch is, like, a cupcake.
0: But that's mm. not where I'm going to go
1: here. I'm just going to go straight value. Everyone loves it. You always see people grab handfuls of them, and that's just chips.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh. you know, you've always got you always got a bowl of chips at a shared lunch. People go hard for them. That's an absolute staple at work of a shared lunch. Hey, eh? somebody will yeah. bring in just four bags of chips. You get your you're ready salted. You check in your salt and vinegar, and then either yeah. a sour cream and chives or a green onion. Yeah, just to yep. please everybody. eh? that's
1: yeah. the The yeah. tough thing about chips and like a shared lunch is you can't really like. For me, if I'm going around a table, I'll grab like a napkin and I'll grab like a handful of chips, start eating them there, chuck like a yep. savoury on my napkin, grab another handful of chips, I'll light up my, my napkin and then go away, but I'll be eating chips as I'm kind of there. Yeah. Because you can't really take chips away with you at a shared lunch, you know?
0: Nah. Yeah, certain scenario, chips go down perfectly. Like, say, say we're at work, you know, everybody's sort of sitting around the tables, just a couple bag of chips in the middle you know it's just sort of getting passed around like that's just perfect yeah so but if it's a situation where there's a, a larger group um and it's sort of come to the table and then merge back away then chips not as versatile but still yeah. solid yeah i think we've about nailed that to be honest though
1: eh? yeah that's I know if, that's just
0: rounded us out there i don't know if there's any sleepers that have been missed if you guys didn't didn't get out of the draft room, but you know, wasn't their day. Few,
1: a few guys were sitting in the green room waiting, but
0: I unfortunately. Think the gone. Maybe feeling a bit hard done by. But oh, cheese has gone. Would,
1: yeah, not. I don't really like them, but
0: yeah. My, my rebuttal there is that you know, more of a that's all we're having for morning tea, sort of food, yeah,
1: a, if you will. Yeah, that is that's a good call. Yeah, oh yeah, shared lunch.
0: You know, and I think this speaks volumes about. The cheese scone that it can stand alone on its own in a situation like that so nothing to be yeah nothing to be ashamed of cheese scone Mm. you know good call that's what it is that's what it is well i know that people love the food um so i have no doubt there will be more calls for some top five similar to that um and let us know because we're absolutely happy to do so if you want to know for you yeah, if you were an OG listener, you would have heard how many times we did sort of uh, say we were going to do yeah. these things. It's yeah. taken 17 weeks or well, 17 episodes to do seventeen so. episodes. Um, yeah. But yeah, sing out, give us a list, a topic. Let us know what you want to hear our takes on. And You're well, so- we're happy to do so. Um, now we'll crack in. It's been a while here on the variety stuff. We'll crack on, do some NBA. Uh, what we what we're going to cover this week is the NBA has just hit basically a quarter of the season, I mm-hmm. think. A little bit more now. I think a few teams might have played twenty seven games. Um, that might be the most. Which is now we year. have a twenty. We have a twenty nine. A twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine might was, be the most. Almost a third. We'll say you know one quarter of the season uh, recap. Um, we're just going to do some awards honorable mentions um what we got on the list is just the standards um mvp six man coach of the year rookie of the year most improved no like um all-star or all nba it's a bit too too much of a deep dive i think right now too many guys involved to to do those yeah um should we start off rookie of the year young guys him out of the way. Yeah. Who have you got?
1: My rookie of the year, and I have uh spoke about this previously, and I'm he's still going strong. And that's old uh Chet Holmgren. Uh, I just think, and it's tough with, with him and Wemby. Like, obviously, Chet's on a much better team, but mm-hmm. I think Chet's really contributing to them being a much better team. Like, they're improved yeah. defensively. He's kind of exactly what they need, like a big body who can actually kind of shoot. And yeah, I think, yeah, he's just really, as I said, contributed to to their winning ways. So he's averaging 17 and 8, uh, 52% from the field, 37% from three, 87% free throw percentage. He's got a PER of 21.2, which is pretty good. That's probably higher than most stars, if you will. Like a Zach Levine's probably I actually don't know what Zach Levine's PR is off my top of my head, but it's probably like a four. I'd say. Uh, Some of his like, sorry, some of his advanced numbers here, they don't really kind of paint too much of a picture. Like they don't lose a whole lot. Like when he's off the floor, they're like three points worse, offensively. Yeah, Uh, they get they get considerable considerably less blocks. But, yes, I think for me, and Rookie of the Year always is kind of, I feel like it doesn't come too much down to stats. Well, it does. Where like your MVPs, you get quite deep dive into your advanced stats. I don't think Rookie of the Year comes down to that. I just, off the eye test alone, and contributing to the winning ways, I'll just, I'll go Chet. It was a long-winded answer for Chet Holmgren.
0: (laughs) I'll just quickly touch on your, your PER. For a rookie, um, I just quickly looked up the highest PER for NBA rookie ever. Um, I guess what, what I'm seeing here is there was is a, a few rookies, well, a pretty, pretty big handful, sort of between 21 and 23 um, PER. A lot of bigs, I think that's because they record more stats naturally. Um, so it sort of yeah. helps them out. sort of higher field goal percentage, more rebounds, more blocks, stuff like that. Um, There's some runaways here, like Wilt Chamberlain, 28. But, I mean, he was the best player in the league his rookie year, so, like, he averaged 37 and 27, like, just move along. (laughs) Uh, I can also say, the fact he averaged 37 and 27, but only had a PER of 28, like, what? Yeah. That was how That says he wasn't doing good things to me. Um, Walt Bellamy, he had 26, but I mean he played 61-62. I think he might have also been top five players rookie year. The one that stands out here is David Robinson, 26.3. Now he averaged 24 and 12 with four blocks and 1.7 steals a game as a rookie on 53% from the field. You know, and that's what the league actually counts. Yeah, that, that isn't a league that counts. That was 89, 90. So that's sort of tail end of Larry, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, beginning of um MJ. And that's like right in the prime time for it, it was good then. The Pistons, the Blazers. They were really yeah. around then. And he's coming and do that. And he's sort of an underrated NBA legend because he played with Tim Duncan, who, you know, through through his longevity and his success is probably seen as the more the better player probably rightfully so but yeah just a bit of sh- shout out to David Robinson like the players there was sort of a tangent on the fact we were talking about Chet <laughs> but the players like in his um in his company here Hakeem Elijah Wan, Alonzo Mourning uh some more notable people like Chris Weber uh Kareem was at 22.5 so you know not that far above Chet Blake Griffin a fantastic rookie he was a sophomore Mm. similar to chet basically he was a second year rookie um yeah so if you're looking at stuff like pr then you would definitely want to see him there next to blake griffin that's it's going to be a real bright spot for the okc franchise yeah yeah we did talk about this a few weeks ago and i was also on the same page with the other chet but I've now flipped my chair back to Wimby because what he's been doing and since he moved to centre, I don't know how many times I complained about Zach Collins being the worst basketball player in the world. I, it's countless. I forgot, but thank God he's been benched and women is now starting at centre. He's every every game he plays, I'm seeing new things. You know, Spurs rookie hasn't done well, his first first Spurs rookie to do this since Tim Duncan, David Robinson, first rookie since so and so to do this. It's just. I feel like every game he plays it's a new record um yeah and then that along with his um defensive rating and his stocks so steals plus blocks he's second in the league in stocks well I think he's actually first tied with Brooke Lopez um and that plus is like defensive rating on an absolute dog shit team I think is what's just made me so much more impressed with him yeah, I think it's probably the closest rookie race. You know, when somebody's this good, it's usually runaway. But the fact there's two of them that are equally great. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're in we're in for something special. So I've gone with Wemby there. Um, I mean, yeah, like I say, it's good for the
1: league yeah, to have these young, young talents coming through.
0: Yeah, massively. Love the competition, especially that they're like identical players, both absolutely yeah. fucking massive. Massive long dudes. We could sit in battle for years, hopefully. Um to go most improved? Probably the least or the most underwhelming award.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't really like the most improved much. I'm just going to go Tyrus Halliburton. And we talked about him last week and maybe the week before as well. I don't really need to read off his stats again, but I don't really understand the criteria for this war because I'm pretty sure in the past I've given it to a second-year player. Yeah,
0: they have. John ja Morant,
1: was it his second-year player? Second year? Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, no, it wasn't his
1: second year. year. <laughs> Desmond Bain should have gone it that year, though. Yeah. I reckon you just... But you look at, like, Tyrus Halliburton, like, he's been in the league for three years? Four years. This is his fourth year.
0: Yeah, so he was, he was the COVID draft. So this is year four. Yeah, so...
1: Said a good chunk, and I think he kind of, when he went to Indiana, you could see something happening, but now he's fucking turned into just, like, he's going to be in all-star. He's, well, since the in-season tournament, they haven't been playing very well, but before that, he was looking like a all-NBA guard, like, could be competing for first team, definitely going to make one of the top three. So, mm. yeah, I reckon that's my MIP. you
0: think that's good yeah. Like you say, the criteria, I think, changes every year one year yeah. it's a second year guy one year it's it's a guy that comes out and like well not out of nowhere but you remember when Ryan Anderson won it he was like seven a game and then all of a sudden he was like 15 yeah. a game. yeah yeah it's just like and he was playing meaningful minutes you would I just don't think you get that anymore but because mm. so many guys like are obviously going to be good and then they're like develop really fast so it's like oh most improved it's like, oh, yeah. it's just the trajectory they were hitting on. It just happened quicker than we thought. So there's no real improvement. It's like... I think The guy I've gone for is Shingun, somebody we talk about a lot, mostly because of his defensive improvement. Um, it's 32nd in defensive rating at the moment for people that meet the criteria of 22 minutes a game and have played 10 games this season. I think it's a pretty fair sort of criteria 22 minutes just under half a game if you're playing less than that and you're a great defender you have some massive flaws in your game that you're not playing more so I think that's yeah fair criteria so he's 32nd in defensive rating in that category um he's also first in points and rebounds on the Rockets second in assists and he's top five in steals and steals and blocks separately um and that's that's a guy who you know a lot of people were calling out to be the focal point of the offense uh the last well last year especially um but unfortunately didn't have the team teammates around him or the coach to make it happen uh now they have mm-hmm. a very strong will coach and email doker who's you know he's very well respected outside of all those off-court issues um <laughs> and he's you know I think he's brought the most out of Shingun I think his improved. like we people recognized he was going to be good, but I think what he's already achieved this season so far is like well ahead of the trajectory. Like a lot of those European bigs with this sort of skill set can, you know, sort of take a while. Like it's sort of Jokic or Nurkic these days. Mm. Like at one point, Nurkic was starting over Jokic on the Nuggets, you know, so yeah, and that's. That's sort of the the career path you can go on, and Shingun seems to be on the Jokic path, which is what what the Houston Rockets want. So that's why I've gone him. But there's so many so many people that could win it. I think Max is the runaway favorite on the uh, tab, but that's just circumstantial, in my opinion. So
1: Max, I didn't even think about him. That's a great shout.
0: Yeah. I must think he's died off a little with what Embiid's been doing. Like Maxi was sort of, I want to say, like sharing the load to start the season. Like they were sort of 50 50 leaders. Now Embiid sort of stamped his authority on their team, and it's sort of like a one-a, well, not a one-a-one-b, like a a one-and-two situation. Whereas start of the season, it looked like it was a more one-a-one-b situation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But yeah, as I said, plenty of options. Um, Coach of the year, anybody standing out?
1: Um, Coach of the year, who do I have here? Um, again, not really like a huge one to go for, but I've gone two. I've got my honourable mentions, Chris Finch. I think what he's done... Like, what he's been able to do with fucking Gobert and Cat, the fact that we thought that they couldn't play together, you know, it was the worst trade ever, the are, and now yeah. he's turned this... They, they've they got three bigs. What the hell are they going to do? Now he's turned into, like, the Twin Towers at all times. The way he's just got... I mean, that could be Cat, but the way, he's got Cat to buy into just... This is Anthony Wood's team. And I don't know. I just, like, skim... Like, the stuff that they do... Defensively, offensively, they always seem quite like and 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 will shoot some shots. He'll, you know, like the other day when he came back, it was like three of nineteen or something. But yeah. the way he always has the team quite composed, I think that's a big thing of why I think they've done as well as they would. But my winner is um as Nick Nurse. Like he's turned this Philadelphia team into like a team that people always questioned. You know, they had so many flaws. Like the transition defense was horrible. The offense was so stagnant and quite ugly. Iran was always like, "Yeah, they're good now, but what will they look like in the playoffs?" But now you look at this team now, and I believe they have replaced Indiana as the biggest off uh, the best offensive team in the league, or they may be tired and they have the best uh, defensive rating in the league. I believe no, the fifth defensive rating. So, as a team, they were fifth defensive rating, and I'm pretty sure the first or second offensive rating. So, you look at what... And they haven't really changed in personnel a whole lot since he's taken over.
0: Mm.
1: And I just... The way he's... The way he's got everybody moving off Embiid. Yeah, I think he's just... A lot of fluffing there, but I think he's just done a (laughs) crazy good
0: job of Philadelphia. Yeah, I have... Yeah, shout out Chris Finch. Um what he's done with the Timberwolves incredible in an off season, uh, for a team that we had written off basically. Uh, but yeah, I also have Nick nurse for a lot of the reasons you've said. um, Philadelphia has had so many seasons where they've crashed and burned with better lineups than this, um, due to poor coaching, um, Last year, I don't want to put as much on like Doc Rivers as James Harden, like losing interest in the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, because what he had, like, what he had Harden doing at the start of the season was, you know, that was good coaching. Um, but he lost him in the second half, not true to coaching, just due to James Harden's fucking own issues. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, Brett Brown, that era was atrocious on offense, and that was probably their best teams. Um, that side that lost yeah. to the Raptors in, what was it, the 2019 playoffs? Ben Simmons, JJ Ruridick, uh Butler, Harris, and Embiid. Is that the lineup? That was the lineup, wasn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, how is that not winning a title? Just to
1: confirm my numbers here. Philadelphia have the best offensive rating in the league by 0.2 over Indiana. And they have the third best defensive rating. And that's only by, by 0.8 less than the first place. So the <laughs> first in offensive rating and third in defensive rating. So,
0: yeah. I got an interesting stat on offensive ratings for you. In 2016, I think it was the Warriors had the best offensive rating with like, it was 115.8. This year their offensive rating is 116.1 and they're 16th in the league. Yeah. <laughs> I love those stats
1: where you look at like, like especially when it comes to offense, how it just gets better and better every year.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the pace, uh, yeah, pace of play just increases. People just making more shots. It's not even more threes anymore. Like that's been in the game for so long. I think it's just the pace these days though the efficiency. Yeah. But yeah, unanimous there on Nick Nurse. Good for him. Could go to either of them. Somebody's going to get snubbed. Yeah. If, if these teams stay top two seeds, somebody will get snubbed. And I'll um, make Mark Dagnall over at OKC. Might not even get a mention. Mm. It's tough. Uh, six man. Who's looking yes, sir. Good I
1: have two for this. Who? Cool. And I'm really not sure. Well, actually, no, I do know who to go with. it will be a bit biased. I'll give my honourable mention. My honourable mention is Jalen Williams from Oklahoma City Thunder. So the wing Jalen Williams,
0: not the... Big, yeah, big Jalen Williams. No,
1: nah, the big one's the centre.
0: Yeah. That's
1: Jalen nah, Williams. Th- no, nah, they've got two. <laughs>
0: Yeah, one of them starts.
1: The, the, does the does the shooting guard one start? Yeah. Oh, okay, now I
0: haven't done enough research there, have I? Who does he start now? <laughs> because isn't it... Shea, him, Lou Dort, somebody at the four, and then Chet. Does I thought Getty started over Jalen Williams. Ah, oh, Giddy starts at the four. So
1: Jalen Williams starts?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, there then- you go. So he wasn't in my pick, so... I thought he didn't start because he closes over Josh Giddey. And that was kind of a lot of my argument was going to be around that. But he's not my
0: they. He doesn't close over Josh Giddey. Usually they close with like um, Isaiah Joe or like Kenridge Williams over Josh Giddey. No, nah, j Love does close. Yeah, but he's a starter as well. Is what
1: I'm saying. Yeah. So he's not the choice um, over Giddey. Okay, well, my sixth man, my actual pick was going to be Austin Reeves. So that, that works out. Oh, what a homer. Bit of a, bit of a homer pick, but... <laughs> he he means so much to the team and like he when does. he comes on he kind of runs the show you know he's averaging he's averaging 15 5 and 5 on like 47% field goal percentage, just pretty good for a guard and yeah I mean there's not a whole lot to say he comes off the bench and kind of runs the show for a, a top tier team and I'm a homer
0: that's fair enough he's he's an honourable mention for me Another honourable mention for me is a guy that does it once every two weeks. Uh, that's Peyton Pritchard out of the Celtics. Oh yeah, he did it tonight. Um, I know they had a comfortable win. They didn't have Jason Tatum. Pritchard put up uh, twenty-one, I think, six threes, something like that. Like every now and again, you know, once every two weeks, he just has one of these nights where he'll have twenty something and make like six, seven threes. It's just like that's a game-winning performance. Um, but the issue for him is he's usually not doing it on like a night they need it much like tonight it just yeah just because they're so good it just sort of happens and they blow somebody up by like 30 instead of fucking 15. um so the guy I've gone for is Malik Monk ex-laker it's averaging 15 5 43 from three very similar stats to uh Austin Reeves um he's another guy who closes just like AR and I think his combination with Darren Fox um, wins them a lot of these close games that they're in. So for me right now, it's just got slightly just got the edge. Uh, but since I picked this a few days ago, um, I'd probably say AR's actually sort of gone ahead of him. It's that close. Like Monk didn't play well today. I uh, don't think he was flashed the other day either. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know another fun fact full of fun facts sacramento kings lost their 10th game today they've only lost five teams really yeah before this it was nine four teams nine losses so i lost like the pelicans three times clippers warriors and rockets twice now the celtics first eastern conference loss damn just a weird you know how the schedule's been real weird, like heaps of like back to backs against the same teams and shit so far. Yeah. That just shows it. Yeah. I just thought that was so random. Eh? I was watching a Kings game that like they have nine losses, but only only to four teams this year. I was like, There's no way that's possible. They're like listed real. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's Yeah, tough for the Kings, There, uh. tough for the Kings. Still trucking along though. Um Split there again. What does that leave us? Depoy. Yeah, two more. What are you saying? Of the defensive, defensive player of the year.
1: Um, Yeah, another one I wanted to go. I really wanted to go homer pick here. You <laughs> nah, should have. Still could. <laughs> go on. You know what? No, I will. I'm, I'm going to say Anthony Davis. Oh, I thought you were going to say LeBron James. It's crazy. Nah. The numbers back um back gobert. So as they always do, defensive rating, you know, defensive box plus minus, defensive wind shares, all that shit. He's at number one in all of them. But AD's AD's pretty close and mo- most of them I checked before. I think he's about third and most of them. But the the shit that A D does like he covers up for just so much. Like yeah. Gobert has like elite perimeter defenders all around him. I mean, Anthony Edwards is an elite perimeter defender, but he's when he wants to be. Not consistently, but you've got like Jalen McDaniels who's like clamps. But like AD, is, he, he's switching out to guards. He's contesting fucking like so many shots. Like you just see, like just watching, like if you watched a Minnesota and a Lakers game, they play the same teams. You'll see more of an impact defensively that AD will make over Gobert. And that's yeah. kind of... Why my I picks there? Yeah. But Gobe is I a mean, honorable mention for me.
0: Yeah, I think I said I don't know if it was last week or week before, this is the most I think Gobe has ever deserved defensive player of the year. Yeah, from I agree. My point of view. Yeah. Um the eye test of what he's doing. Like he's always been such a big stats guy, but the eye test this year more than ever um has been he's been passing. But for the same reason, like de- defense is more than numbers. It's about what you see out there. And that's why I've got an AD because when people talk about the Lakers and their title chances, it's so much down to what AD can do defensively. Nobody's talking about the Tim Wolves' chance of winning a title is down to can go be protect the rim. You know, it's can cat and, and play together as a 1A
1: and a yeah. 1B or a
0: 1 and a 2 be it AD, the fact that he is that important defensively and he backs it up most nights is why for me he's defensive player of the year as well. What he did in the tournament was crazy. Um mm-hmm. early in the season he was averaging five stocks. So he would think he was at three, three blocks, two steals. He's dropped down to three point seven. Obviously, those numbers aren't sustainable um, in today's NBA. If you're a good defender, yeah. You can't just hang out around the room and get your blocks up, but AD's not that not that guy. Of
1: a straight up defender, yeah. Um, back to your call about uh Gobert deserving it more this year, I think because in previous years they had such a like a a heavy drop coverage, like defensive scheme, Utah, and they just if a team like lit them up from three, it'd make them look so shit, and then like an opposing big would come into town and just absolutely destroy Gobert. Mm. and I would for some reason I, was, I watched a lot of Utah games because they play quite late in the Arbor yeah they're a late start yeah I watched quite a lot of the games I was just never I was never impressed watching him defensively but this year I wish I had the stats in front of me that's poor poor by me there but we're an ITS we're a, we're a homegrown podcast here so we're all about the ITS being basketball high IQ guys ourselves watching Gobert he's contesting so much more on like hedges in the pick and roll I feel like he's contesting more three point jumpers he's just more active in the middle whereas before there'd be a pick and roll he'd just drop all the way back to like fucking a big step of his from the free throw line and he just plant himself there but now he's fucking he's moving around the court and I reckon that's why it's showing in his steals and more blocks and things like that so that's I agree with your call that I think this is yeah I've been this is the most impressed I've been watching him defensively
0: I just want to bring up a number that I'm interested in yeah so I think you know you were talking about drop coverage defense and they don't play that as much at Minnesota um and that sort of makes Rodrigo be a look you know to the ITS is doing better defensively um yeah and I think the stat that can really back that up is his defense uh, his rebounding numbers So when he was at his final year at utah he averaged just under 15 rebounds a game his first year at minnesota was 11.6 so it was over over three rebound drop um he's up to 12 again this year but he's playing more minutes because he fits in the team better Mm. um and the minutes between utah and minnesota haven't changed but the rebounding numbers with a, a drop that drastic means he's defending further away from the rim Mm. I think that's a massive thing for him. Um, he's been doing that successfully. So that's yeah. that's where the highs comes in. Yeah. So I think we're pretty, we're pretty aligned
1: with how we feel about defensive player of the year. Probably, yeah. probably very homer picks by us, but when you, when you're locked in as many Lakers games where you just see, <laughs> like you just see how much Anthony Davis does.
0: Yeah. If you like, watch these guys
1: enough, you, you start to see what they're doing. Eh? And like, just he is a freak defensively, man. Like he's helping on the fucking helping in the corner. No bigs, like in a pick and roll, no bigs will like hedge on a pick and roll and then fucking help in the corner. But he'll hedge up on a on a screen. It will swing to the corner. He's flying to the corner to contest the shot. Someone's shot. He's then coming down, maybe in defensive rebound. They get an O-ball. He's blocking a shot. He's just he's everywhere on the court defensively. It's insane.
0: Hmm. I think some of his biggest critiques from his biggest haters is you know the whole eye oh, every other night. Um yeah. But when you're in the playoffs, your body is absolutely destroyed. Mm. And you're not asking Rudy Gobert or Bam Adebayo to be elite defensively at one end to a point where you can win a game, but then go and take twenty twenty shot attempts and twelve free yep. throws at the other end. Like That's that is a an insanely high workload for somebody. That's yeah. why Rudy Gobert is so good defensively. He doesn't have to do anything at the offensive end. Um, same as other guys like Brook Lopez, insanely mm. good defender. He doesn't have a massive workload at the offensive end. He, you know, he gets his corner threes. He gets his occasional mismatch post move. That um, just conserves himself at the defensive end. Bam as well. He's pretty. He's a. He's more similar to AD. Has a higher workload on offense, but not AD level. Um, but then you see that at the defensive end. So. It's hmm. another argument there to do what he does, but that offensive workload is crazy. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I agree. He'd be my MVP if the Lakers were up higher in the standings. AD, yeah. Jeez. Like if we were, like if we were up there in that sort of nineteen and nine range with what he's been doing this year, I'd be pretty comfortable putting him in there. Eh? As a two way player, yeah, enough. yeah, fair. It sounds like a real hot take because it's not happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but if yeah. we were there, it'd be way more like respectable. Anyway. Who who is your MVP?
1: Uh, my MVP is Joel Embiid.
0: Ooh.
1: I don't think he's going to get votes because of what happened last year. But to like just to just to rattle off some shit for you, he is averaging almost thirty-five a game. He's averaging thirty-four point four, so round it down to thirty-four. 30, 34 points per game, twelve rebounds per game, six assists per game, shooting fifty-three percent from the field, thirty-four percent from three, and eighty-nine percent free throw. His PR is at thirty-four point four. Um and then let me get some give me get, get some more stats coming your way. <laughs> um his his like box box plus minus the the highest of his career. So that's like how much points you add per one hundred possessions over like a average player. Pretty like one of those advanced stats that not people not many people understand, but you know if that player's on the court it means something. So that's the highest for his career at 12.2. Um, and just the way he... I feel like I haven't seen this from a player before about like six years, seven years through their career. Well, I mean, Embiid's probably like 10 years. No, no, probably not 10 years. He's eight years into his career. Two, four, six. Yeah, eight years into his career. I feel like you haven't really seen a player transform. He hasn't transformed completely. But the fact that he's gone from like a dominant low post presence to now he's still obviously low post, but to now having the offense run through more with like DHOs and more passing and to see his assists just jump up so much. Like I I can't really recall ever seeing this. Have you?
0: Uh, he's like a Shaq crossed with Sabonis hybrid. Which Yeah. Like... Like, so just you looking know, you here, can sort of, you is, can sort of liken to Jokic, but Embiid doesn't pass out of the low post like Jokic, he doesn't play make like Jokic, he works better in the high post like it's a Sabonis. Yeah, That's where that sort of comes from, but yeah, so he's he's
1: up 1.8 assists over last year, which doesn't sound it's like a whole significant lot. for a center. yeah, doesn't sound like a whole lot, but his turnovers are 0. 0.4 higher. So like that's not really gonna make much of a difference, but you said the he said one point eight. One point eight assists higher than what he got last year. So he got four point two last year, he's getting six this year.
0: You think about that, it could be two, three pointers a game, which is he's accounting for six more points a game.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a really that's good, yeah that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, when when you can't kind of put an assist at one point, but yeah, it does add to a difference.
0: It's at minimum um, two, isn't it? So at minimum it's three three point six extra points that he's contributed into a game. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, I just I've always loved Joan Embiid as well, which could be a bit of a home there. But I just think he's just he's finally kind of this is he's turned to a fucking absolute domination, and you're not really hearing a whole lot about him. Hmm. Which is kind of it's not being shoved down your throat. I think the only thing you can look at is you look at like Jokic, where Obviously, his team record is so Embiid nineteen and eight. The Sixers, Jokic is nineteen and ten, and he's been without his running mate for a wee while. But like, you look at some on-off numbers. Like for uh, Joel and B, for example, the offensive rating is only four points higher with him on the court. Hmm. But then you look at fucking Jokic. His team's offensive rating is sixteen points higher with him on the court. So yeah. You can kind of a lot of advanced stats will point to Jokic, but I don't know. I've just been really impressed with Embiid, so I think that's kind of what's driven me to pick him. Yeah. I just want to say, I really wanted to say Shay. like I really just wanted to be like, yeah, Shea goes Alexander. But
0: well, you know what? One of us has the balls to do it. Yeah, Shea goes Alexander is my MVP. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Good take. Just like you, I did toss and turn between him and Embiid, but. I came with the Embiid counter argument, not right. not massively, but um, some of it is pro SGA, and some of it is just counter to Embiid. So um, this is updated after today's win, but the Sixers, um, oh, I'm sure you saw that Joel Embiid was like the first person to have four straight 40 and 10 since Shaq. Yeah, um, but who they've done it against is fucking piss poor outsider today they've the Timberwolves today um but that goes back into this number i have here is so the sixes of the season against teams with a 500 plus record there's seven and seven after today um against under 500 they're 12 and one so the it is a 14 to 13 split so it's pretty even in terms of strength of schedule um they are slightly easier than okc in terms of strength of schedule um okc's nine and eight against 500 plus teams so they do have the advantage there that was one category I weren't tech to Shay it's just because all this Embiid hype one well, it's not I say hype as in like it's a bad thing it's well deserved but what he's been doing to these fucking bottom feeders has been absolutely absurd like he's demolishing them, but I I just couldn't get it out of my head that like it, they just seem to verse Detroit, Washington, Charlotte every second day. And then it's yeah, been that way yeah. lately. And the Hawks have been in there. Um but they just back schedule but, thing we are talking about. Same teams over and over, not on him.
1: I don't want to shit on your counterpoint there, but you look at the versed do they have the best record in the league? Hang on. Mm. Not quite because because Boston played one more. I was going to say Minnesota, and you know they versus they versus Minnesota today, and they came out on top, and Embiid and had fifty one and twelve. So fifty one, yeah, fifty one points and twelve rebounds against. So Minnesota have a twenty and six. Boston a twenty one and six. So yeah. like they're arguably tied for like the best record in the league, and Embiid is now. They were both
0: they were both twenty and five heading into today.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, look at that. So, I get it. They had been versing bottom feeders, but against a top team, and B just came out here and dropped 51-12. So. Yeah, but then
0: counter to that, SGA just had a game-winner against the Nuggets in Denver, wasn't it? They had such similar looking courts, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. remember. Um, but, yeah, I just read a lot of some shade stats for you since you came with the Embiid stats, right? Yeah, yeah is she fourth in net rating 13.4 um he's got the highest rebound percentage for a guard in the league uh he's got the best defensive rating for any starter outside of the Timberwolves I think in the top eight um defensive rating players in the league seven of them are Timberwolves I think it's crazy um I don't have this number written down, but I did look it up before when I was looking up for defensive player of the year. But the stocks, so steals and blocks combined, there's only two guards in the top 20. Shea's at number six. And the next shit. one is Matisse Thybul, who goes back to my twenty-two minutes a game because he's a really good defender, but his dog shit on offense. Um mm. he's down there at like seventeenth, and then you start getting a few more after the top twenty, like the Derek Whites, you know, you're all NBA defensive guards. So just like Embiid, Shea is doing it on both ends of the floor. Uh, debatably, yeah. the clutchest player in the league. I don't know what the numbers are for those stats this year. Um, those will come out later in the year. That is an award we didn't do though. Um, Eye test wise though, you just
1: he's got he has like an aura to me, like that like, that like LeBron kind of had post heat, like Cavs LeBron, where fourth quarter he's got the ball in his hand. It's not like oh he's gonna make a buzzer beater. It. It's just like Shea's gonna get his team to win.
0: Yeah, he does. I, do I just had like I, yeah, I, had,
1: I just he I've just got pure confidence. Like that Minnesota, no, not Minnesota, Denver game when they had that comeback and Denver ran this horrible like and I'm we tangent they ran this horrible play. They like inbounded it in. Jokic had like a post touch, kicked it out, got the ball back. Jokic did nothing with it. Kicked it to Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray chucks up like an ugly three. Mm. And they waste like, 20 seconds on this position. Gives the Thunder the ball back for eight seconds. I'm like, what are you doing? They're on a fucking roll. And then, yeah, Shea just comes down, dribble, dribbles down, couple of tween tweens, goes into a shot, step back, pull up, jump, and just swishes it. As soon as he got the ball, I'm like, yeah, Thunder are winning this. Like, I just feel like I don't have
0: that confidence in other players. You know, there is, there's like a, I don't know, you know like a, a class of players. Every season, you know, there's a group guys that you just rely on. You're like, if they have the ball last 24 seconds, like I believe in them. You yeah. Know, Steph's been in it forever. Demarta Rosen spent his fair share of time in there. Garen Fox has sort of moved into that realm. Shea is, you know, he's carving out a, a permanent spot in this, in that group. Last, was it last year? He had all those clutch buckets at the start of the season. I think he had like three game winners, sort of like first month of the year. I think so. Yeah yeah and he's yeah he's I think this might have been his first game winner this year Chet's had the two big moments to send games to OT um which comes from the pressure that SGA puts on defenses um he just creates his own space he's so herky-jerky step back spin move does what he wants Mm. his link gets up a shot over any defender um I mean you could go back and forth on these two. I think right now, I think they're a clear. It's a clear two horse race between them. Just because Jokic seems to be in chilling mode, um, Denver's not like going berserk. They're just sort of getting getting along with their business. They're a championship team now. They know, they, they know what to do. It's <laughs> preserve, preserve, preserve until you have to, you know, put the foot on the gas. Um, do you know what their record is? Okay OKC. No,
1: nah, Denver.
0: Yeah, you just said it before. Wasn't it? Nineteen and ten. Uh,
1: yeah, but I just—it's funny that I mean,
0: it, it seems like, worse. Oh, so.
1: Preserve, preserve. He's kind of coasting, but uh, fucking nineteen and ten. He's averaging.
0: But like that's how good they. That's how good they are. Nine.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I'd, not, say it's a, I'd say it's a three-horse race. I I think it's you got think to Jokic still um, go in there. Yeah, Jokic has to be in there. Why? I I know what you mean. You're underwhelmed, but I feel like it's that whole LeBron thing where. LeBron's putting out freak numbers and then he'll average, so he's, he'll average like 25, 6 and
0: yeah. 6. Of obviously, obviously, the best player in the league is not MVP. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's, yeah, that's, that's
0: fair. I think, I, think, I, think I, am getting, I am, yeah, into the underwhelming, but too much. Um, yeah. I think he's, got, he's, I think he will forever be in the
1: MVP race until he
0: drops off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, it's very fair. I just see yeah, it, just doesn't act like he cares. Well, not yeah, no, I agree. I just don't think they're trying very hard. Yeah, like said, the other day, he had like a fucking nine, eight, and 8 You know. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah, he's been kicked out a couple times of games. I mean, that's just like I said, risk getting fucking emotional, but this is what mm-hmm. it is. We could debate for ages on this too. I love the numbers, the stats are underwhelming, overwhelming. I don't know, just correct information. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. It wraps up, wraps up the awards though. It's the big one. Um, yes. So we'll finish off. Week quiz for you. Yes, sir. Needs a sponsor as well. <laughs> Back in business. Team, we will turn into the Calvary TV. podcast. Uh, for those in the NBA scene, uh, big TNT NBA fans. Uh, what's the show? Oh, no. you're like the chuck of this podcast so we're gonna play who you play for oh no
1: as soon as you see tnt i'm like fucking here we go who you play for
0: i know you're not fantastic at this i don't even have like a slide or anything the faces would probably help maybe they would (sighs) not because they'd be in different jerseys but yeah i got 10 i got 10 guys here um yeah we'll just rattle through them first one I don't even know if you've heard of this guy. Well, oh, it's <laughs> got to be like,
1: at least Chuck's heard of the players, eh?
0: Sam Merrill.
1: Oh, the Cavs guy. Oh, okay. He's, he's, had, he's had two back-to-back career games.
0: Back-to-back career highs. yeah. That's why I had him in yeah. there. I was like, yeah. have you been paying attention? One yeah. for one. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, might butcher the name here, but he's not going to listen to the podcast, so who cares? But uh, Nemeas Kater? Quator. Coeta? I don't know. Apparently he's Portuguese, though.
1: Okay, I've never heard of him before.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: give me a conference. He's in the East.
0: Toronto Raptors. No. Damn. I actually, when I did this one, I was like, I wonder if you'll think of Chimezi Metu. I can just say sons without thinking, because they look yeah. very similar. Um, oh. He's on the Celtics, though. Yeah, actually really. re- recorded a double double two days ago. Ah, oh, did
1: you see on oh, fantasy Is no. that way?
0: Yesterday. Now I look at the box scores every day. He um, they played, yeah, Golden State. He got one against Golden State yesterday when they when they choked. Damn. Um, and one for two there. Third one, Bryce McGowan's. Are you just going to give me ten randoms that I've never heard of before? Have you not heard of Bryce McGowan's? He's starting at the moment.
1: Oh my lord. nah um yeah I'm definitely that's a good cold I'm definitely the chuck of this podcast now (laughs) Bryce McGowan he's starting is he starting for the Washington Wizards
0: oh that's close starting for the Hornets oh I was was thinking like a modern feeding
1: East team yeah
0: yeah yeah since he's a young guy I think he's been on the roster maybe this is second or third year very explosive point guard um He's, you know, he plays, you know, if you're deep dive guy, then then you'll know who he is, but he probably doesn't play enough and you don't really tune into Hornets games. So no. Um, Fourth one, bit of a legend, Denzel Valentine. Yes.
1: Oh, here we go. Hey, hey. Trick question. he's not on the NBA. He plays in the NBA. For the Sydney he Kings.
0: He does. He's on the Sydney Kings. Look at Caught that. On, Caught on. Is that our Wongong he... Tigers moment? No. Hong Kong Tigers. The Shanghai Sharks of the down under. Fifth. You must know this guy. Jordan Noir. Yes. Yes. It's in there as well. He knows. Jordan
1: Noir.
0: Does he play for? Does he
1: play for the Bucks?
0: No, used Did to. He used to. Used oh, to. Yeah. First season on a new team. That's see. That's that's a good. Um, it's a, a good, good off-season one. Who we play for yeah, now that's before they really played.
1: It's the paces. Paces. Good on Jordan, yeah. eh? Is he getting
0: minutes for them or? Here and there, when they need a scorer off the bench, they just rotate their bench guys so often, though. Um now Hall of Famer of who he played for. Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: gonna lie, honestly didn't know he was still in the league. Is it is it is he in the NBA or is it a trick question?
0: He's in the NBA. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I had I, to look or... I had to look this up. Because like, they do him every time. Toronto Raptors. Oh my god, he's nailed it. Yes! <laughs> I don't even know if he's I, played
1: this year. I feel the like the Ratchers, they're always good for like a random who he played for guy.
0: Yeah. That What's was why I, I said it. That was why I said it, <laughs> it earlier. Fuck that's um, good. Number seven, Damari Carroll. Fuck. No, he's a coach for the Bucks. No, Atlanta. No. no. Oh. This is why I did it because, yes, he is a coach. On the Lakers. Fuck, is he? Yeah. He's a, was he a coach for the Bucks last year. No, well, he might have been. I didn't deep dive Wolf? into it. I just know he's a Lakers assistant this year. Fuck. Do you want to bring that one up? Are you looking <laughs> at it? Yeah, I am I am looking at that at the moment.
1: Yeah, so he was on the Bucks last year. But yeah, you're right. He's on the Lakers. As a coach. Year.
0: Yeah, assistant coach for the Bucks last year. Yeah, no, you're right. He's like Lakers assistant coach this year. Good for him. i so, say number eight here is a guy you definitely know. Um, but he's been out of the league for a couple of years. I did not know he was back until I saw him on a box score. That's Harry Giles. Harry Giles. Harry Giles.
1: I do yeah. know who he plays for Brooklyn Nets.
0: Yes. Yeah. Was he bewildered to him, see him back.
1: Him and one other guy that's been out of the league for a while had trials for the Nets before the season started. Ah. And he, he got picked up from that. So that's how I knew that. I can't remember who the other player was. was somebody real ran that's been away from the league for a while. But
0: yeah, good for, good for Harry, yeah. Um, number nine here. I thought he'd retired. Where's Matthews? Still kicking around, though.
1: I don't have a clue, but I'm just going to say Bucks.
0: Hawks. Fuck, he played for the Bucks last year, didn't he? Yeah, I was so sure when Matthews had retired that I had to click on to the W Matthews on the Hawks to be like, who the fuck is this? And it was <laughs> I was like, who is this W Matthews that keeps playing? Because they have Garrison Matthews as well. Yeah. And I was like, hello. This is a Garrison yeah. Matthews with his, like, his real name, is it? But no. I would have been convinced um, that W Matthews retired as well. Number 10, and Final, I think maybe in early days uh, Hall of Famer for who he played for, but JaVale McGee. Used to bounce around quite a bit. Still does, but.
1: I have two teams in my mind. It's Talking West team. I'm going to go with who I think it is. Is it the
0: Kings? It is the Sacramento Kings. Oh, my other well. one was the Suns. But yeah. was he there last year? The
1: Suns or the Kings? The Suns. No, nah, I'm pretty sure he was with the Kings last year. That was why That was why I said him at the Kings. I just thought he might have felt like he'd be a guy that'd be like, Yeah, we need a big over here. We offseason pick
0: up. Yeah. Fair enough. Well that wraps us up. You went five for ten, which I would say shit. Chuck usually goes one for five at best, so yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I feel like with with the ringers, the, the show ins for the league that are there for every year, I went well. Just the new names I didn't go too well.
0: Yeah. No. Commend you on that. Excellent job. Um yeah. That wraps us up. Another fantastic episode, I would say. Uh if you've made it this far, drop us a know, drop us a comment on Spotify. Can you do that? that? you can leave feedback. Leave us a feedback. Yeah, leave us a feedback. Good or bad. You take it yeah. all. Um, and if you see us in person, don't be afraid to sing out, you know. Saw Carl the other day. Got a quick yarn at the mall. That was lovely. Lovely to catch up with the loyals. The loyals. The yeah, ones. To be loyals. The faithful. Sorry, the faithful. Yeah, seem to be um, faithful. That's that. Any final words? Uh, Anything to plug?
1: No, nah, nothing to plug. Just happy happy christmas happy 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 new year's and just just best wishes to you all over this this time
0: yeah we'll say a big merry christmas to the listeners we'll hopefully be back for one between christmas and new year's maybe cover the christmas day games they should be pretty excited
1: yeah, yeah
0: um, for sure but yeah until then keep safe enjoy christmas eat a lot have a good one Take